I'm Jeff Weller. I'm one of the ushers here and have been part of Faith Family Church since 1995. Just in case you're a guest here tonight, we welcome you. Pastor asked me Sunday morning if I would share tonight, and he asked me specifically to share on endurance. And seeing everything that's going on in our lives today, personally for me and my wife, and knowing many of the situations that some of you are facing, it's a perfect time to look into the Scriptures and the Word of God and to talk about endurance. And I really hope to stir your hearts tonight with some of the Scriptures that we're going to share because every time I looked into them the last three days, I just started to get excited and started to get visions in my mind of where we're going because all of us have a future hope. We have this thing that we're trying to attain to, and that's the future glory. This life is temporal, and it is but a vapor. But the trials and the tribulations that we face are all relative to us personally, and then the things we face together as a church corporately, they're also personal and relevant to us. So we have to just grab this spirit of endurance and hold on to it so we receive the future glory that God has intended for every single one of us. Can I get an amen? So what we'll do is this. We'll get into some scripture. We're going to let the word do some talking tonight. And I just want to stir your hearts and inspire you before we leave so that you're strengthened for the week ahead and the months ahead. We're coming into the end of 2019. And you might remember when Pastor Vicki gave a prophecy, which was probably almost a year ago, I know it was a year ago this month, there was three specific places in that prophecy where she talked about us being watchful in prayer, because then even the hard places would overflow with God's presence, so the victory that we long for would come to pass in our life. Go back and look at that. Let's prepare our hearts for the things that God wants to bring in 2020 because we want to see clearly what the Spirit is saying so we can have everything that God wants for our lives and from our lives to make a difference in this community and beyond. Amen? Okay, let's look at um, Romans 8, 18 is where we'll start tonight. Paul is talking to the brothers and sisters so we know he's talking to the church, and he is specifically addressing in this passage of Scripture about the, the future glory. I'm going to read to you from the New Living Translation. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against his will, all creation is subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. 
for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. All of us can relate to that because there are certain attributes and characteristics in our life that are holding us back from attaining God's best. Maybe they've been a habit from the past, a generational curse, some type of sickness or whatever it is. There's things that try to hold us back and weigh us down, and we have to believe that God is going to set us free from those things, and we're going to see the manifestations of the sons of God. Amen. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. Thank God my bald spot's going away someday. Maybe I can have a body more like Randy. Minus the hairy back, big guy. Hey, he can relate to that. I mean, the guy was a professional bodybuilder, and so he had to shave his back. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have... We must wait patiently and confidently. What does that mean to us? If we are hoping for something that we don't yet have, we have to endure and we have to trust that God is going to be the one that will bring that to pass in our life. Jump down to verse 29 there. For God knew his people in advance. He knows every single thing about us, the end from the beginning, and he chose them to become like his son. So if God chose every one of us to become like his son, what does he want from us? Jesus Christ came to seek and save that which is lost, and he came to destroy the works of the devil. So if we're going to be like his son, we're going to be those people that are out there seeking people that need the answer that we have in our life, and his name is Jesus. And then, because we are his people, we are going to do signs and wonders and exploits and demonstrations all to the glory of his name. How? We're going to help people get saved, healed, and delivered. We bring them to church where God chose to place his name so that they can start to see the same things in their life that you and I see. Although everything's not perfect, he that hath begun a good work in us shall complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I love the fact that I'm always under construction, and if I stay planted in God's house, I stay planted in his word, he's going to finish the work that he started in me clear back in 1994. Same goes for you. Amen. Verse 35, I love this part so much. Nothing can separate us from God's love. See, he loved us while we were yet sinners. Our sin won't separate us from his love. It will disappoint him, and it will, the wages of sin is what? Spiritual death and separation, but he'll always love us. And as a God who loves his children, he wants the very best for us. So we just have to remember, 
Nothing can separate us from God's love. When we're in the midst of the valley or going through trial or tribulation, we have to reach out for him, get into his word, get on our face, and pray to him like never before, and he will deliver us because his promises are yes and amen. So be it. Verse 35, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted, excuse me, or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Verse 37, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Thank God for that. We just have to hold on because joy will come in the morning. We have to knit our hearts together at home and at church and know that he who loves us is going to deliver us and take us to the promised land. We can have that future glory. You know, we're all seeking this place of the afterlife, but we have to we have to deal with all these things in order to get to that place. And if we have the mindset of remembering this place here on earth is temporal, there's a way greater glory, and so we just have to persevere and endure. There's always somebody that's willing to stand with us and fight with us and help us get through the battles of life. And the two people that helped me do that the most is Pastor Mike and Vicki and now my wife with me. Hebrews 12, verse 1, out of the Amplified. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, every unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily or deftly and cleverly clings to us and entangles us. And let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course or the race that is set before us. Steady and active persistence tells me two things. No matter what, we have to stay the course because we choose to believe that God's word is truth and we know his word has got the power to save, heal, and deliver. And if we're going to have active persistence, we have to have action that follows our faith in believing the truth of his holy scriptures, don't we? Thank you, Jesus. Second Timothy 2, verse 1 through 4. Again, I just want the word to speak to us tonight and encourage us in the things that God wants us to overcome and the endurance he wants us to have. Be strong in grace. Paul is talking to Timothy in this chapter, and he's giving him encouragement to stay strong in his grace, in God's grace. And the very next chapter, when you look at 2 Timothy 3, it talks about all the perilous times that are, well, he's talking about it being in their age, and it's even so much more intensified and amplified in our life today. Go read that sometime, 2 Timothy 3, because you can see the behavioral characteristics of man 
which we don't want to be on our life, but it's things we're going to have to endure. And the only way we're going to do that is to get to know God more and the power of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him. Who enlisted us in the army of the Lord? God did, and then he chose to place each and every one of us right here at this church so that we could be one together fighting the good fight of faith. 2 Corinthians. Paul is sharing some things about his hardship with the Corinthian church to give them encouragement. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us, and no one will find fault with our ministry in everything we do We show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We have been beaten, put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, and our kindness. Those are some of the greatest characteristics we can have when we're facing some type of a hardship or something that we're trying to endure in life. I need to be patient, Almighty God. I need to live my life pure with understanding and have the kindness of Jesus Christ because it's going to be those things that help me to get through my adversity. By the Holy Spirit within us and our sincere love, We faithfully preach the truth. God's power is working in us. We use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand for the attack and the left hand for defense. And the first thing that comes to my mind is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Bible. And in the other hand, I've got the shield of faith. Because with those two things, there's nothing that we can't battle or fight off and nothing that can take us down. We will always overcome by trusting in God and getting ourselves grown up and mature into the things of His Holy Scriptures. Amen? We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposters. One thing I want so bad from my life is when I get squeezed. I want people to see a genuine, authentic Christian. Because would you agree with me today, because the word Christian is such a buzzword and people label themselves with that, yet just like when you see in 2 Timothy 3, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of. What does that mean? It just means they're claiming one thing and then they don't live that. So what it does is it muddies the waters, meaning there's all this gray area. People see somebody calling themselves a Christian, yet there's no evidence of that in their life. 
We don't want that to be said of us. We want to be people who live our lives with purity, honesty, we're of a good report, and when we get squeezed and tested it in trial, the trials of life, what they see in us is what we preach on Sunday morning and Wednesday night when we come into the house of God, but we're the same person behind closed doors at home. Right on? James 1, 2 through 4, out of the New Living Translation. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Verse 12, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those that love him. I never have understood how do we get to a place of joy in the midst of our trials. I haven't been very good at it many times in my life. And I think it's because what we do is we start to take the burden or the problem and carry it ourselves instead of casting it at God's altar. And he tells us in Peter, cast all of your cares, your worries, your anxieties once and for all at my altar because he cares for us watchfully and affectionately. But we have this tendency, is anybody else like this, where we're always trying to figure it out in our own mind, reason things out? When we do that and we personalize the thing and internalize it, we're not using our faith the way we should because we haven't left the thing at God's altar. We haven't trusted in him patiently endured, confidently trusted, and put our hope that it's only just a season in our life. I know for me, I want to get way better at that. Are you enjoying some of these scriptures? It just had stirred my heart because of some of the things that we've been facing lately. Thank God. When Pastor Mike and Vicki started to teach me the Word of God, I was, um, you've heard this, but I was literally so empty that I didn't know which way was up. I had lost probably about 30 pounds because I was so devastated from the things that I was going through. I couldn't sleep at night without being soaked in sweat was so wore out from not getting any sleep, so stressed from all the anxiety I had placed in myself because I couldn't control my thoughts in my mind, I literally had to get to a place where I started talking to myself, telling my mind to shut up. I would go out behind the building at office literally sometimes and scream at the top of my lungs to try to silence the enemy that was just polluting my mind with fear. I was wondering, what's anybody going to see in me again? I, I just didn't have a walk with the Lord, so I didn't understand 
how to cast my care upon him. I didn't understand that there was a future glory and the things that I was going through was just a season in my life and temporal. I didn't understand that I had somebody that loved me so much that he would help me through the adversity and trial. Granted, it took a while, but I am so grateful that I got a hold of Faith Family Church and the ministry of Pastor Mike and Vicki Bang, just like I know that you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for a good church and pastors that will preach the Word of God because power is found in the Word. Freedom is found in the Word, and our hope is found in Him. James 1, verse 2. We just got a couple more things, and then we're going to finish tonight out of the Passion Translation. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. That when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's exactly what we want. Our faith stirred up so much in our life that it brings the power of God to help us endure all things. And then at the end of that, nothing missing and nothing lacking in our life. I'm so grateful that that promise is for you and me today. 1 Peter 1, verse 6 and 7, out of the New Living Translation. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show you that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Through your faith, though your faith is more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. And God, that is our prayer, is that when we go through the trials of life, that you show yourself strong, that people would know that Jehovah is God of our life. Praise be to the God of all comfort. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Jesus Christ. Today, because you have been brought through many things, each one of us has a testimony, and that is meant to comfort somebody else who's going through something similar so they can be comforted because you can relate to them, and we know that we have answers and experience and testimony and Scripture that we can go back to to put into their life to comfort them through their adversity. You know, when you think about all the different areas of life that we're tested in, 
that we have trials or tribulation, affliction, whatever it is, there is somebody in this church as your brother and sister, or if somebody's a newer person, there's not one area that we can't cover that somebody hasn't had to deal with that Jesus hasn't set them free from. Amen? And I love that. So we have something. We can't be everything to everyone, but we can be something to someone because we have a testimony and a hope through our Lord Jesus Christ. The last thing I wanted to say tonight in just kind of winding this up, I think one of the greatest things that we can do as a church that will strengthen us, that will elevate our pastors to a new level, is togetherness. Standing together with one another corporately as one body of believers of one spirit and one mind, just like Jesus Christ. Where was he? Luke 2. He was found in God's house. He was about God's business, and he was in subjection to those who were over him in the Lord, meaning his parents. And what happened as a result of that? He grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. And I just think when we look at all the things that we face in life, next year, in so many realms, is going to be chaotic. And you can see the amplification today, or the intensity, if you will, of the level of the adversity that we're facing. And now, not only do we have all of that, but this whole political thing that's going to take place next year, 2020, we want to see clearly the will of the Lord. And we want to see the will of the Lord come to pass in our church and in our lives. So we have to stay together. We have to fight the good fight of faith arm in arm. We have to be in here on Sunday mornings when first service is going, because I believe this, God is going to speak to us. He's going to position us. He's going to realign us. He's going to take things out of our life that we don't need to have there, and then he's going to elevate us to the place where we have the ability to reach a level of effectiveness in bringing our church to this community like never before. We'll grow. We'll see people saved, healed, and delivered. And we'll do the work that he's called us to do. Father of heaven, we just thank you so much for your holy scriptures. God, your word is truth and it is life. And tonight, we read many of your scriptures, Lord, and we just ask that those things would be seeded into our spirit, man, to take root. We will water them with more of the word, we'll water them through prayer and meditation. We will water those scriptures so they spring forth in our life and remind us every time we're facing a trial or an affliction or some type of adversity that if we endure and we confidently trust in you, you will deliver us and you will help us because the Bible says that you truly will never leave us or forsake us so we can boldly say that the Lord is our helper. 
God of heaven, we just ask you to bless and refresh Pastor Mike and Vicki. We pray that you'll minister to them, that they're built up by the power of your word and the presence of your Holy Spirit. So when they come back here on Sunday to teach and minister to your people, that we will grow in knowledge. We'll grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with you, God, because we purpose in our hearts to do your will and to live sacrificial lives to see the building of your kingdom manifest in this church in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks be unto God.